Welcome to the Oshawa Museum. We are comprised of Henry House, built circa 1840, Robinson House, constructed circa 1856 of local-made brick, Guy House, circa 1848 as a vernacular farmhouse, and our drive shed, which houses our carriage collection and other agricultural artifacts. All of our museum buildings are still standing on their original foundations. That is to say, they are standing where they were built all those years ago. Today's audio tour is for Henry House, which was constructed in the Regency Cottage style. The lower story of the house is built of limestone from Kingston that had been used as ballast on ships, and the second story was added sometime after 1861. As you enter the home, take note of the ornate door handle. It came from Ellesmere Hall, the home of the Honourable T. N. Gibbs, Oshawa's first reeve and our first Member of Parliament. Ellesmere Hall was located on Simcoe Street South between McGregor Street and Gibbs Street. As you tour through the house, please feel free to pause this audio tour at any time, skip forwards, go back and revisit sections of the tour or rooms. And remember, if you have any questions, please ask the visitor hosts at the door. The first room to your left is the study. Thomas Henry would have occupied his time in a room such as this to tend to any business matters that required his attention. Thomas had three notable professions. He was a harbour master from 1849 to 1851, a nice short walk to work. He was a farmer, and much of what was his farm is today's Lakeview Park. And finally, he was a minister in the Christian church. He wrote sermons and correspondence here and planned his many trips around Ontario and the northern United States. Thomas was married twice. With his first wife, Elizabeth, they had one daughter who died in infancy and five boys. Elizabeth herself died in 1829, all five boys being under the age of 10. Within a year, Thomas met and married a woman named Lorenda Abbey, and the family grew to include six more boys and four girls. Together, there were 15 children, but not all 15 would have lived in the home at the same time. There was over 30 years between the oldest and youngest child. Thanks to census records, we know that in the 1850s and 1860s, there were eight to nine of the 15 children living here with Thomas, Lorenda, as well as a servant named Mary Cameron. As you tour through the home, take note that the family did not own all of the artifacts you will see, but there are certain objects that did belong to the Henrys. In the study, for example, the desk belonged to Thomas's grandson. The chair was Thomas's. The brown and burgundy settee was his daughter Jenny's. And the portraits have also come from family members. The room directly across from the study is the parlor. It is here that Lorenda received guests and hosted afternoon tea. Parlors were elaborately decorated rooms in the house where children were typically not allowed. Occasionally, they would be allowed to sit in the corner on a chair and read a book, if they could be quiet, adhering to the notion children are to be seen and not heard. Parlors also acted as the spot for courting, when young Victorian women became an appropriate age under the watchful eye of their parents. Finally, the family would have held wakes in the parlor for any relatives who passed away. There are a number of framed pieces on the walls. 
In one, there was an embroidered bird made by a Henry family member, and in the other two shadow boxes are examples of hair wreaths. As the name implies, they were made from human hair. There were two common reasons for making such an object. They were often keepsakes for loved ones who had died, clipping locks of hair from them and including them into these wreaths. As well, Victorians believed in being resourceful, and so they would save up their hair after brushing or cutting in a box they called a hair receiver. Hair was also commonly used to make jewelry, and there are examples of hair jewelry in the bedroom. An artifact of note also in the parlor is our music box. Here is just a small sampling of the music that the music box will play. The second room on the right is the dining room. This is where the Henrys would have enjoyed their Sunday meal. Whether or not children ate in dining rooms with their parents is debatable. In larger homes, it is likely that they ate separately. But in a home like this, the children may have only eaten at the table when Thomas returned from his travels. The food enjoyed by the Henrys would have been food grown on their farm. In 1851, Thomas was farming 120 acres. 90 of which were under cultivation, growing crops such as wheat, peas, oats, and potatoes. He also had an apple orchard located near Robinson House. Livestock on the farm included cows, horses, sheep, and pigs. Interestingly, the 1851 Agricultural Census also made note of 100 pounds of wool and 100 pounds of butter being produced. The family acquired any food that they did not grow at stores located in the village of Oshawa. The heart of the village was the Four Corners, around where King Street and Simcoe Street intersect. Many visitors wonder what's behind the door located in the hallway off the main floor. A steep and narrow flight of stairs leads to the textile collection, which is housed on the upper floor of Henry House. The collection includes quilts, clothing, and accessories such as hats, shoes, purses, and parasols. Under the staircase is a small cupboard that is home to our dairy collection, sad irons, clocks, mirrors, and other miscellaneous small household items. The Henry House second floor is also home to a small digitization suite, complete with professional photo equipment and workspace. The Oshawa Museum takes pride in the responsibility of preserving our community's historical treasures in our collection. At the back of the home is the kitchen, the largest room in the house. It was the biggest and likely the busiest, with Lorenda, Mary Cameron, and the four daughters helping with the various domestic chores, such as cooking, cleaning, and baking. The fall harvest would have been particularly busy with preserving and making the necessary preparations to make it comfortably through the winter. Under the window was a dry sink. Originally, there was no indoor plumbing for washing dishes or washroom facilities, but you could bring in water from an outdoor pump to place in a bowl. 
The door to the right of the sink leads to the home's summer kitchen, a common addition to Victorian houses. With no climate controls like today's air conditioning, summer kitchens enabled the hot stove to be used, but it helped keep the heat out of the main house. As the weather got cooler in the fall, the Henrys likely would have used their summer kitchen as a larder to keep eggs, milk, and butter cold. Today, the museum uses this space for storage and preparation space for our popular summer teas in the garden. The loom by the north wall isn't completely out of place in the home, although we have a modern example, not to period, which allows for visitors to try their hands with weaving. Family stories tell us, quote, The big loom was in the corner of the kitchen, and it seemed to never stop. On into the late evening, one could hear the shuttle go back and forth, one foot pedal go down, and then the other, as Mother Henry wove the cloth for trousers, shirts and dresses, and all the woolen cloth used in the home. Elizabeth, the second eldest daughter, became the seamstress. She sewed nearly all the time. The girls knit socks and mitts, piece quilts, mended and darned socks during most of their spare hours. End quote. The double rocker with the railing along one side is known as a nanny bench. This allows for the mother, sister, grandmother, really whichever female was looking after the child, to rock the baby and allowed her hands to be free while she knit, cross-stitched, or performed other small tasks. The baby would remain safe in the rocker because of the rail. Our final stop inside the house is the master bedroom. This room was most likely Thomas and Lorenda's bedroom, and while there's no stove in the room, winter nights would have been very warm, being right off the kitchen. In the corner, you'll notice a wheelchair. From the memoir of Reverend Thomas Henry and from family history, it is known that Lorenda suffered from ill health for many years and in later life had difficulty walking. In fact, their son Evan sent ointments from the United States as a means of curing mother's legs. Like most Victorian homes, this room has no closet. Clothes were stored in chests, trunks, or armoires, and because doing laundry was a laborious process, the number of clothing items would have been limited. The only room we haven't seen within Henry House that is standard in today's homes is the washroom, and that's because there wasn't one. Because there was no indoor plumbing, they would have used a chamber pot, like you see in the corner, and an outhouse outside. Where exactly that outhouse was located is unknown, but not for lack of trying. On three occasions, the Oshawa Museum and Trent University Durham collaborated for archaeological excavations of the site. Dr. Helen Haynes of Trent University Durham believes the midden, the garbage disposal site, has been found to the north of the house, but we are still hopeful that the outhouse will be discovered. Archaeologists often say that while garbage is thrown into a midden, Secrets get thrown into the outhouse. This brings an end to the inside part of the tour of Henry House. Please use the door off the kitchen to make your way to the gardens where the audio tour will commence. The Henry House Heritage Gardens were professionally designed in 2003. The Henry family would have had herb gardens as well, but there were no known photos of gardens from when they lived here. Thomas Henry's memoirs gives insight to times of leisure in the garden, hosting a party for his grandchildren every May. Quote, Father Henry was very fond of children, and his grandchildren will carry to their graves pleasant memories of grandpa's parties. End quote. Our gardens are ornamental, 
culinary, medicinal, and dye. And we owe a great debt of gratitude to our volunteers for helping keep our gardens looking their best. Herbs were important for Victorians for a variety of reasons. One of the main reasons was the lack of refrigeration. When food started to turn, people would add herbs to mask the foul taste. Secondly, they were commonly used for medicinal remedies. The Henry House Heritage Garden doesn't just grow herbs, and it has a number of special features to keep an eye out for while you're wandering around the garden. Take note of the bricks lining the edge of the tea garden. This is a fundraiser for the museum where members of the community can purchase a brick and choose their own engraved message. The Ritzen pear trees are named after one of Oshawa's prominent families in the 19th century. Mary Ritzen was sent a pear from Boston, Massachusetts, and subsequently planted its seeds on their farm. The tree grew successfully and was admired by many. In 1980, the tree was 165 years old and placed on the Ontario Honor Roll of Trees. But that decade, the tree became dangerous and was chopped down. Scions were grafted from the original and two were acquired for the museum. They were planted in our gardens in 2001 and continue to thrive there today. The commissioning of a permanent sundial in the Henry House Gardens was built to commemorate the Oshawa Historical Society's 50th anniversary in 2007, signifying the passage of time. There is also an unusual artifact with the date 1874, which was originally part of the Centre Street United Church. When the church was demolished in the 1960s, this date stone was saved and given to the museum. Henry House is a fitting home for this fleur-de-lis, since Elder Thomas Henry was pastor of the Christian Church from 1840 to 1856. This brings an end to the Oshawa Museum's audio tour. If you have any questions, please be sure to ask our visitor hosts at the front door, or you can connect with us on social media. We hope you enjoyed your visit to Henry House, and we hope to see you again soon.